Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Ball. I appreciate you being with us. This segment is brought to you by Core.Green. You can kill 99% of COVID in 10 minutes. Just put this in your HVAC. Do check it out at Core.Green. Well, we have an interesting show for you today. We're going to talk about development and construction and really what's going on because with a lot of changes going on in the market, I think a lot of people are curious about uh, hotel and office and retail. Well, please welcome my guest. It's Eric Hayden. He's founder of Urban Catalyst. Eric, thanks for joining us, sir. Hey, Michael. Looking forward to it. Well, thank you. And, and you are, you guys are doing uh, mixed-use development and you're doing you know, multifamily, office, senior, everything in, in San Jose. And so I have a bunch of questions for you. I guess the, the first one is, you're building right now? Are you crazy, Eric? Yeah, no. <laughs> People we, say commercial real estate's in the, in the crapper. You know, real estate development's always an interesting uh, type of real estate. And the way that you got to think about it is, Typically, like for example, in 2015, if I was out looking for senior debt or equity financing, a lot of the groups I was talking to would say, you know, Eric, we've had a good run. It's been uh, eight years and we think that there's going to be a recession in the next year or two. So we're not looking to deploy capital to do ground up development at this time because you're going to be delivering your product right into that downturn. And now really the opposite is, is occurring. Here we are in the middle of a global pandemic. This is the recession. And getting your you know, pre-construction approvals and getting started on construction for delivery of, say, a hotel in 2023, you know, it makes a lot more sense. So what is the uh, so the equity says uh, what what's the equity tell you and what's debt? What are lenders telling you, especially when you talk about building a hotel? You know, we we go out there and talk to senior debt lenders on a variety of asset classes pretty often. We like to really, you know, keep our finger on the pulse of that market. Uh, hotel lenders, definitely in the market, as long as you're delivering in 2023 or later. The only asset category that it's really challenging to find senior debt for ground up construction right now is spec office. Yeah. And spec office has, I guess, always been a little hard to, to get funding on and, uh, so uh, you're in Silicon Valley. A lot of the tech folks are have said that, hey, everybody can work from home forever. But yet a lot of these tech companies are buying and leasing office space. You know, what's what's it like there? What are people saying? Well, first, what we've seen recently, which was kind of unexpected, at least from my perspective, is in Silicon Valley, quite a bit of office transactions, a lot of buyers coming in and buying office, existing office buildings at you know, record or near record pricing. So that's been really occurring quite often here in the Valley. Um, yeah, a lot of the tech companies have said they're going to explore more of a work from home format, but I'll give you a little bit of an idea of our personal experience. Um, in our first fund, we have a 75,000 square foot uh, renovation of a 12 screen movie theater. So we're converting into office with ground floor retail. And uh, right when COVID started, you remember Twitter, Jack Dorsey comes out, says, everybody can work from home forever at Twitter. And right. it's front page of the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. That same week, Twitter called us and suggested they might submit a letter of intent to lease our entire building. 
I thought, man, this is, you know, it just isn't real what's going on. People are just trying to be on the front of that trend. And I think a lot of these tech companies in general, they are really considering what their strategy is going to be, but they really won't know until they're legally allowed to go back into their office because here in California, we still can't go back in. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. So we're headquartered in Atlanta and we can go in our offices. And, and for example, here at our shop, we're a brokerage shop. We, we are in the office or at least probably 65% of our, our folks are comfortable with it. Um, but in these high rises with um, uh, elevators and things, people are still uh, nervous. A lot of these buildings aren't being used, but some of the walk-in one and two level offices of the suburbs um, and the suburban markets are very busy. In fact, we're selling office buildings and we're seeing those buildings very, very active uh, in these markets where it's, where it's legal to I guess to to do that what about uh construction costs right now um what what are you seeing what's the trend there uh you know that's a great question so you know historically here in silicon valley we have some of the most expensive construction prices in the world um mainly it's because of labor i mean materials cost or materials cost kind of similar throughout the country i mean there's some variation but it's so expensive to build here is mainly labor. And what we've seen, well, what we saw, I guess, from 2008 until 2018 was about a 100% increase in construction costs. Wow. I mean, in 2018 alone, we had a 30% increase. That was really kind of crushing. I had a project, added $20 million in cost in 2018. We didn't do any, uh, any changes to it. It just, that's what happened. Uh, since the pandemic has started, We've seen construction costs come down slightly, uh, and that really was kind of earlier on in the pandemic. We saw construction costs go down by about 5%. Since then, they've somewhat flatlined. Uh, coming out of the 2008 recession here in the Valley, we saw construction costs go down 20%. I don't think we're going to see that same scale again coming out of this one, but uh, as a ground-up developer, you can always hope. Yeah. So you've been designing and 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 implementing these this development kind of during COVID really for the last year. How has that changed uh, the process and how has that changed kind of your, your plans and designs uh, for kind of post-COVID uh, life? So in the, in the pre-construction process, which we've been going through, we've been dealing with uh, the city of San Jose because that's where our projects are located. And the city itself has done a great job working with us, you know, remotely. They've really adapted to the whole uh, everything done over Zoom. Uh, and I'll give you another little uh, another little thing that I think is kind of interesting. You know, as developers, the community members always have a lot to say about uh, what they think of our projects, and it usually isn't all that positive. I mean, that's just in general for developers. We do our best uh, to work with the neighbors to make sure that the projects are nice and that they like them. But uh, having them yell at me over Zoom is definitely uh, more fun than in person. <laughs> so there's a positive benefit of the pandemic. But overall, uh, our designs haven't changed that significantly. I mean, the biggest change I see uh, in our projects will be the floor plans for office and really that layout to have increased social distancing. But when we do spec office, you know, that's going to be left up to our future tenant to determine we're delivering a cold shell. Of course, we're going to do the you know HVAC upgrades. Uh, we were already planning on doing the keyless entry, keyless elevators, and all those. Uh, you know, types of things, which are really just the modern standards for development, but they also work for COVID. So 
you know, when it comes to things like building high density development next to transit, I don't see COVID changing that in the long term. In the short term, yeah, you know, we've we've had some uh, migration out of California in 2020, but uh, in the long term, I mean, that's the way that we've been living as humans for thousands of years. And I don't see that changing. Yeah. So you're also doing um, senior living. Um, tell me kind of what you're you're sensing there in that market. Well, I mean, we work really hand in hand with our operator in our senior living facility, and it's been really sad to really you know to hear the news coming out of his other. He has uh, 16 other facilities here in Silicon Valley about all the people that have gotten sick and passed away because of you know the coronavirus. Um, he did give me some good news just this last week that every single one of his residents is, now has the vaccine and every single one of his workers now has the vaccine. And that has helped quite a bit. Uh, overall, the market for senior living, and, and I can specifically talk about our project, which is assisted living and memory care. I mean, that is not so much of a, a product where folks have an option. You know, They kind of have to live in those types of facilities. And when they move in, they really don't move out. It's how long can you have uh, someone that has those types of needs living in your house, taking care of them full time instead of putting them into a professional facility? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the future for assisted living and memory care and things should be really strong. I mean, I, my mother was in assisted living when COVID happened and I was so happy and so that she was because she's in a well-run uh, facility and, and she was just so much safer than she would have been at home having to deal with you know, the vendors that take care of your, your home life, right. Or getting food or just doing anything. So I think if somebody's worried about that, I'd, uh, I would tell you that if it's a well-run facility, you just feel a lot more comfortable. You know, the only thing that's kind of been sad throughout it for most of them is that they haven't been able to eat together. So they've been separated. So it's, it's very isolating and lonely and really looking forward to that being over. Yeah, I mean, it seems like uh, every, everyone around the world, regardless of your age, uh, feels a little lonely <laughs> right now. I think there's going to be a lot of pent-up demand. And and speaking of that, are you seeing uh, any trends in the demand for your project changing uh, at all yet? It's hard to tell. Um, we've seen apartment rents go down a little bit here in San Jose. Uh, not as much as San Francisco or Oakland because San Jose is more of a spread out city. And that, that makes a ton of sense to me because, you know, if your offices aren't open and we have these really expensive housing prices here in the Bay Area, uh, it makes sense to say like one out of every hundred people is going to say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to work remotely from uh, Boise, Idaho or from Hawaii. And they're going to take their family, they're going to leave, and they're not going to pay rent in the high rent areas. And if that happens, that makes sense in the short term. In the long term, you know, it really is the Silicon Valley job engine that's been here that drives that overall demand. And I don't expect that to change. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to uh, see. So um, you're also um, you're developing the kind of just mixed use projects. Um, anything um, trending there? Or you see any changes that kind of happened because of, of, of COVID? Well, yeah. I mean, the first thing we saw was we, we had a project that we kind of had put some feelers out to find some ground floor retail tenants. And that was maybe two months before COVID started. We got a couple of LOIs from, from full service bars and restaurants, uh, 
One of them was a mini golf place. One was a ping pong place. It's right next to the university. So a lot of these gaming uh, activity retail spaces were interested. And COVID happened, those completely disappeared. They either, you know, completely ghosted us or they called and said, hey, it's COVID. We'll call you when it's over. Um, the good news is in the last couple of months, we've seen that activity and that interest pick up. So we got some of those older folks that were there before to come back and you know revisit their letter of intent. And we've had some newer groups come in and talk to us about it. Uh, my favorite is now we have an ax throwing place. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've seen those places really, uh, I've been, I've, I've tried it. It's, 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 uh, it's kind of interesting. So, um, yeah, and we're seeing the same thing in the Southeast here where, um, some of these, uh, restaurant groups and retail groups are really taking advantage of the market and getting some great locations. And in some cases getting, getting a better rent uh, than they would have in the past. Uh, recently I had a, a retailer, uh, come to me that, uh, said, Hey, you know what we've been renting, but we think we'd like to buy now <laughs> was one of the, some of these landlords that has some vacant buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are you seeing uh, the restaurant tenants kind of getting back out there to, to reopen or anything there, or is it still so shut down there? This is not seen it yet. You know, it's, it was here in California, they opened for a little while and they spent a bunch of money restocking their restaurants and getting everybody all ramped up and buying all this gear for their outdoor dining and then in some cases, they were only open for four days and they closed back down again. So wow. we're not seeing a lot of interest from the restaurants, at least, you know, the ones some are opening, but not quite as many as the last time. I think it's more of a wait and see approach for them. You know, one asset class that is kind of been interesting for us has been our student housing project. I mean, we here in downtown San Jose, we got San Jose State's got 35,000 students. Uh, San Jose State, like a lot of uh, California state schools has really been undergoing a transformation in the last decade, becoming more of a, call it a destination school. It used to really be a commuter school, but now when students uh, are accepted, they move to San Jose State or to San Jose to attend college. And um, so there's a lot of a lot more demand for student housing. And even though there's no classes, uh, even though their dorms are only 25% occupied, we're seeing just an extreme amount of interest in our student housing project uh, from, you know, other student housing developers, equity groups. And some of that has to do with our really strong relationship with San Jose State. But a lot of it is just student housing is really a, a hot, uh, really a, a hot asset class right now. And is it, um, do you just expect more uh, demand for your project for off-campus housing uh, just so that uh, maybe the social distancing on the uh, uh, on the college itself or the dorms, they may just want to uh, people may want to be off the campus. Or? No, you know, it's more I mean, maybe it's specific to San Jose, but I think it might be applicable to all colleges. If you have demand, you know, they're looking they're looking at a 60 year period. And when they look in their rearview mirror and see a global pandemic, it's going to be a speed bump to them. To them, it's. People, we're going to have students, students are going to attend college, students are going to live in dorms, COVID or not. And yeah, it's right in front of everybody's nose right now. It's all anybody wants to talk about is COVID, but 30 years from now, is anybody going to even remember COVID? That's what it's going to be. That's right. And if there is a downturn in the economy, and certainly there is, um, a lot of people then uh, go back to school or stay in school. So there could be some uh, increase in demand. 
Absolutely. Now, the demand in San Jose State is so intense. They had they had a survey done of San Jose State students in 2020, and uh, 13% had responded that in the previous 12 months they'd experienced homelessness. Mm. And to combat that, the university designated parking lots on campus for students to sleep in their cars. So really extreme demand around here for student housing (laughs) with or without people coming back to school because of a recession. Yeah. Well, Eric, what would you leave our audience with to think about kind of moving forward and into the future for some of these uh, new projects and uh, new space we're going to be experiencing? You know, I I think I'd tell the audience when it comes to commercial real estate, you really got to check out the long-term vision. It isn't a what's happening tomorrow or what's happening next week like a lot of people do in the stock market. It's if I invest in this property or I'm going to buy this building and hold it, it's going to be for five years, for 10 years, for 15 years. And when you look at market cycles and trends in, in that kind of a scale, commercial real estate is still a great investment, still something that everybody should have as part of their portfolio. Yeah, yeah, very well said. And sometimes we all get caught up in the, in the moment and certainly – especially with the extreme amount of press we all been uh, caught up caught up in the moment well eric thanks for joining us great information thanks for being on the show oh hey thank you all right and thank you for joining us around the country please let us know what you think we appreciate uh, you sharing the show and hey hey if, um if you haven't done this subscribe to the show uh on your favorite podcast site or on youtube or at the show website we shoot out a, a weekly email announcing the show topic and who's on the show Uh, so you don't miss a show of special interest to you. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. appreciate the show, think about the opportunity to do business or refer business to our sponsors. Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com. Commercial Agent Success Strategies. For incredible commercial agent training, visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Core.green. Use ION technology to create a safer environment for your real estate. Visit core.green. For more commercial real estate intel, forecasts, and strategies, visit CREshow.com.